Welcome to episode five of the Coastal Leadership Podcast. I'm Alan Stanley, the worship pastor here at Coastal, and I'm with Pastor Lucas Granger. Good to be with you today. Yeah, so last month we were um, talking on the topic of success. We talked a little about uh, about the tangibles of success and the intangibles. But this week, Lucas, I really need you to to define for us what we're really talking about when we say success. Yeah, you know how it is. You look up success on uh, any computer, you can do a little Google search, and there it is right in front of you, about 50 different definitions of what success looks like from about 50 different people, uh, if not more than that. And so the question is, you know, what does it look like for us as a church? And for us, we've just defined it as success is that sweet spot in which we are secure and confident in who we are in him and that faithfulness to what he has entrusted us. We're secure and confident in who he is, his working in us and through us, and then being faithful to what he has called us to do. Um, we really look at that through the lenses of two different scriptures. Uh, the first one is in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 4 and verse 7, and it says this, I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. And I just love this portion of scripture because here it is. Here's Paul writing this letter to his young disciple, writing this to, to Timothy. And he's saying, listen, I'm at the, I'm at the end of my life. Um, and here, here's what it, it sums up to be. I have fought the good fight. I finished my race. It's, it's his race. He stayed in his lane and he has kept the faith to the very end. You know, just this last week, um, we were hit with some pretty pretty hard news. We were we, we heard of the passing right. of uh, America's pastor, Billy Graham. Yep. You know, we look at Billy Graham and, and we think, wow, I mean, what a life. You know, what an amazing, amazing man of God. And you just know when he walked through those doors, he's got those words, you know, well done, good yeah. and faithful servant. He was Absolutely. faithful yep. to the very end. And I think one thing when when you look about Billy Graham and you think about all the success that he had and just the millions and millions of people that came to Christ, um, you know, there's a certain aspect to it that it's not just that so much happened through him, but it's that he can echo what Paul said to his letter here in Timothy. And he says, listen, I fought the good fight. I finished the race. I kept my faith. Uh, and I just love that idea. And then so for us, success has to be a long-term goal. It has to be that when we get to the end of our lives, when we get to the end of our race, that we're able to say the exact same thing to those that are going to, that we're passing the baton to of saying, hey, you know, the, the, the next leg of the race is for yours. We've run ours. Here it is for you, Timothy. We fought the good fight. We've run our race. Now, the second scripture is this from 2 Corinthians, uh, where Paul is writing this letter back to this church. Uh, the church has actually written him and asked him for some uh, some recommendations. You know, why should we even be listening to you, Paul? And, and he writes this back and he says, listen, the only letter of recommendation that we need is you yourselves, your lives is the very letter. It's written on our hearts. Everyone can read it and recognize our good works among you. He goes on to say this, clearly you, you are a letter from Christ showing the result of our ministry among you. The letter is not written with pen and ink, but with the spirit of the living God. It is carved not on tablets of stone, but it's on human hearts. And then, and then he, he kind of sums it up with this, we are confident, 
confident of all of this because of our great trust in God through Christ. You want me to tell you what qualifies me. You yourself is the qualification. You are, take a look in the mirror. Uh, The work that Christ has done, you are an outworking of that. But through all of it, the confidence that we have is Christ's work in us and through us from Christ Jesus. So it just it just shows that that Paul first of all there's there's a faithfulness to what he's been entrusted to do, but then that his ultimate confidence is not just in his work, but in the work that Christ is doing in him and through him. Right. So success is confident in who we are in Christ and being faithful what he's entrusted us with. That's it. That's the sweet spot. Yeah. That's the you're playing you're out there you're playing golf and they call it the sweet spot. It's that place <laughs> where when you hit the ball that's it. Yeah. And that's exactly that's how that's how we're looking at it. Yeah, but pastor, you know, sometimes that's not so easy because you know, sometimes God has us do things that we thought we would never be doing. He sets us on a path and down a road that yeah. we didn't really want to get on in the first place. So, some, the, sometimes the sweet spot doesn't look too sweet. <laughs> sometimes it's a pretty dangerous spot. <laughs> no, but it's, it's actually true. I mean, you look throughout the scriptures, you look in the Bible, you look at guys like Joseph. I mean, Joseph has this dream of greatness. You know, he, is, he, he has oh, this dream. He tells his brothers about it. He tells his father and mother about it. And, and the dream has gone from one of, man, greatness to he ends up in a pit. <laughs> um, he ends up lied about. He ends up in prison. Yeah. Uh, he ends up forgotten about time and time again. And uh, like, wow, he, he's he's being faithful though. He, he's he's hitting it on the sweet spot. And yet everything around him is going wrong. So yeah, a- absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you saying that actually reminds me of something in my life back in 2008. I was newly married and uh, the economy went down and... Me and my wife had to move out of our apartment and went and lived with my parents. I remember that. Yeah. Two years goes by, and nothing's changing. Uh, we're still living with my parents, and I was like, man, I got to do something. Which that's a hard thing, to be married <laughs> and then move back home. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, I went into the Navy, went into the military, and that was something that was never on my radar. I never yeah. thought in a million years that I would ever go into the military. Um, it was just... That was unlike me to do something like that. But it ended up being one of the greatest things, one of the most proud things that I ever feel like I've ever done, but also one of the greatest things with the relationships that uh, we made, also with me and Lauren in our in our, in our marriage. Yeah. We really grew closer as a couple. We started having kids, <laughs> so kids came out of this. Yeah. And then it also set us up you know, to come back home and to be where we are now. Yeah. So I could see now looking back, <laughs> you know, like it was a great thing, but... At the time, I was like, "Dude, I really don't want to go. Yeah. This does not. This is not me." You know. Yeah. So. It reminded me of there's this story of this pastor that goes into um, his counselor's office, and and on the counselor's desk, there's this little plaque that had written these words: "The God who wastes nothing." Mm. Uh, and it's referring to you know like all of the things in our lives, whether it's uh, good times, bad times, whether it's complete three sixties. Areas in which we thought, man, how could God work this out? Uh, it's the reminder of like we have and we serve a God who wastes nothing, that he used all of those things and ultimately he brings it right back to him. He's kind of like in a little bit Mr. Miyagi. You know? <laughs> you remember that? You remember the karate kid? Wax on? 
<laughs> and wax off. Exactly. You know, <laughs> Daniel comes to him, and Daniel has this dream. Like, I want to be a fighter, right? I want yeah. to learn how to fight. And yeah. what's the first thing Mr. Miyagi does? He, like, makes him paint fences. Yeah, fence, yeah that's right. He washes some cars. You know, and Daniel gets frustrated. He's, he's man, all I've been doing is painting these fences, washing these cars. I wanted to learn how to fight. And then all of a sudden, Mr. Miyagi, like, takes the jab at him. And, and he's all of these paint moves and washing car <laughs> moves come into place. And there's this recognition, oh, he was learning this all along. Mm-hmm. And I just think that's exactly how God works in our lives sometimes. You know, Joseph had to go to that pit. He had to go to that prison. There was things that he learned in there that prepared him whenever he was sitting there at the palace. Uh, same thing with you. You know, there were certain things that you had to learn in the Navy to prepare you for where you're at right now. Because yeah. he's the God who wastes nothing. That's right. You know what? This actually reminds me of a story that you tell about your own self about digging a hole. Oh yeah, I want to share that. <laughs> yeah, that that's uh, that was a good one. That was uh, that was man about twenty years ago. Now I was I was in college, and uh, we were getting getting ready for a different youth event. And one of the directors asked me to. It was in Texas, so it's the summertime in Texas, hot Texas heat, hundred and fifty thousand degrees outside. Uh, dry sand, and he asked me to dig this hole. And so I go out there, and I dig this hole. I spent all day just sweating um, and dig this hole about probably about five feet deep, maybe three feet around, just huge hole. It took me all day. Finally get it done, go back to the director and say, hey, I've got it done. I've got it done. He's like, hey, good job. Go, come back the next day. He looks at me and tells me, I need you to go fill in that hole. <laughs> I'm like, what? Are you serious? I worked all day on that thing. I worked all day to dig this hole. No idea why, but I did it. And now I'm being told to go and fill it in. (laughs) So what happens? I go and I I go and I fill and I you know, I had the worst attitude. I mean I it was not uh it was not one of those good moments. Worst attitude. I'm there all day. I fill in the hole. Finally gets done. Well, Actually, some weeks go by. Weeks go by. We're preparing other things, and uh, it finally gets to the part where the youth come in for this camp. And I'm in the the main auditorium, and they show this video. And in the video, there's a scene in the video where they had to have a guy, and he gets trapped in this hole, and then he gets rescued from it. And it was the hole that I had dug and had to fill back in later. And if I if I wouldn't have seen that video clip, I would have never known what good I would have done for that hole. Wow. And it was just such an important moment, though, in my life because I remember being there and just feeling like God was speaking to me. And he said, listen, Lucas, there's going to be moments in your life where I'm going to have you dig holes only to fill them in, and you're not going to know why. And you've got to learn how to be content with that. Mm. And I can tell you that has been my story in a lot of ways. <laughs> There's been a lot of uh, days and weeks and months even where it's felt like I've dug some holes only to fill them back in and knowing good and well that there's, I, I won't know the fullness of it until the other side of eternity, till I could stand before my maker in heaven and I get to see the complete picture of exactly, oh, okay, God, that's why you had me doing that thing right now it might feel like a complete waste of time but later uh, he'll make it clear yeah so you know we got to be faithful with what he's entrusted with us even when 
even when the sweet spot is a pit, yeah. <laughs> even when the sweet spots you're wrongfully in prison, even when the sweet spots you're digging a hole <laughs> and then filling it in and joining the army and moving back <laughs> in with your parents yep. and uh, That's yeah. Right. So, Lucas, what is another thing that is essential to success? Yeah, I think another thing that is absolutely essential to success is is your character. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, as we proceed in life and we're on the we're on this path. You know, we said this quote last last month in the podcast that you know we don't want to get to the end of our rope to to be pursuing success only to find that we've been climbing the ladder only to get to the wrong building. Right, and um. One thing that when it comes to the pursuit uh, and, and the journey, whether it's we're journeying towards whatever it is that God has for us, there's going to be moments along the line where we could compromise our convictions. Mm-hmm. We could compromise our convictions, oftentimes even for the sake of expediency, to try to get it faster, to try to get things move quicker, to try mm-hmm. to, to make things happen. And any time that that comes on the heels of having to compromise our convictions or what we know to be right, ultimately that does not lead us to success, but that leads us to failure. Even if it brings us to the top of the building, we'll find that we won't be able to stay there. Right, and we even see this in Jesus' own life whenever you know he goes out into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So here's Jesus, he's at the, he's at the start He's at the starting line of really getting ready to uh, start the ministry. He's out there. He's fasting. And here is Satan just tempting him with everything. Hey, you're hungry. Turn this, turn this rock into some bread, you know. Hey, let me, let, me, let me stand you on this mountaintop. Look at all of these kingdoms. All of this could be yours if you just worship me. If you just break. And Jesus has to set him straight. Like, no, 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 hold on. You must worship the Lord only. It's like... Yeah, the very thing I want to do is I want to bring my kingdom to come and reign down here on earth, but I'm not going to do it at the expense of worshiping you. No, because I have to stay true to what is true. Right. It reminds me also, too, of, uh, of a quote that says, you know, your gifts will make room for you, uh, give you a place at the table, but your character that's what's going to keep you there. Yeah, it's absolutely true. Your gifts will make room for you. They'll they'll provide a, a place for you at the table. We've seen we've seen this time and time again that people that are super talented, man, they're gifted. They have talented. It it, it brings them to a, a spotlight place. It it brings them to a place where there there's recognition. There's all types of things, but they just don't have the character to maintain that. And it's not long before, man, there's, there's been a fall, there's been uh, some type of sin issue or, or whatever it might be, and, and they were really just relying on their talent and not their character. Yeah, so there's this other spot in Romans 5 um, where, where Paul says this, uh, we rejoice in our suffering, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. And ultimately, that there's this hope that we have that's in Christ and Christ alone, and that's a hard thing because, like, when you're going through the suffering, um, and you're having to endure things, you're often not thinking about the character that it's producing in you. You're just thinking about, man, this stinks. <laughs> this is it's 150 degrees out here in Texas, and I'm digging a hole, and I'm not thinking about, no, no, this this is producing in me a character that I'm going to need for later on in life. And ultimately, it's what I'm going to have to learn how to do continually for the rest of my life for his glory. 
And it's not the work of myself, mm-hmm. but it's his work in me and through me. Right. So we have that hope that, you know, we can, uh, success can feel a long way off, but we're still doing the right things. We're maintaining our character. And even though we might be going in directions that we don't feel like we're supposed to be going or we want to go in, as long as we stay true and trust in him on what he's entrusted us to do, you know, ultimately we're going to be successful. That's right, because he's the God who wastes nothing. You know, you even look at it, you look at the life of Christ, and you got to think that moment of... Here's Jesus. He's 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 come into the world. He's he's spread the gospel. He's shared the love of Christ, and now he is suffering this death on a cross. To everyone around, it looked like evil had won. It looked like man, he has completely failed. Man, we thought that he was the one, uh, and then they buried him and put him in the grave. Right. And, and I think about those moments in between death and resurrection. Of just how the world must have felt. Of like, man, all of our hope, everything that we thought was going to happen, the all of these prophecies that we've been reading for years and hundreds and thousands of years of who would come and save and deliver these people, now is this lying dead in a grave. And it's not until that third day that resurrection comes and all of a sudden things became to make clear and hope comes alive and faith comes alive. And, uh, you know, he's conquered sin, he's conquered death and we have that hope in the resurrection. And the worst thing for us is to give up in that in-between spot, give in between Friday and Sunday, give up Mm -hmm. in that spot where we don't exactly understand what is going on, but have the confidence that just like Christ said, father in your hands, I commit my spirit. And so that's what success looks like. Jesus Jesus absolutely proved that on the cross. He was faithful to the journey that that Christ that God set out for him that he he did nothing but what he saw the Father do. He did it to the very end and even to the point of when it was death on a cross. God in your hands I commit my spirit. All right, so Pastor Lucas, what is the sweet spot of success for our church here at Coastal? Yeah, so for us it's the mission and the vision that's God give it, given us to uh, actually, you know, the entire body where he goes and he says, listen, go make disciples. Yep. He, you know, he's given that to, to not just our church, but to the church, the entire body. Yes. And so um, every one of us are going to uh, get to the end of our ropes and uh, end of our days and, and be accountable to that. So the mission, the vision that God's given to us and our particular part of this race and our vision is that every person uh, that, that God sends and brings into this church, that we would equip and train these members to discover and engage their gifts and their callings, to be a people of influence, a people of passion, and a people awakened to the fullness of Christ. And so that means we need to be faithful. We need to be faithful to equipping, caring, and encouraging people for the ministry. We need to be faithful to giving it away. We need to be faithful to, listen, It's this is not positional leadership. Uh, the only position that we have is that of a servant, that, that whatever it takes to further the gospel, that every person that we're leading um, as leaders in the body, we are doing our best to point them not to ourselves, but to point them to Jesus, to see his kingdom come, to see him glorified, to run our race and to do it, and knowing that even... When we're unfaithful, he is faithful. 
And, you know, we, 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 we wear these uh, little wristbands oftentimes here at the church of Philippians 1, 6. And it's just such a great reminder. And it says this, we're confident in this, that he who begun a good work in us will see it through to the end of the day of Christ Jesus. Awesome. Yeah, that's a great picture of what success looks like. I would like to be successful yeah. in that definition at the end of my life, you know? Well done, good and faithful servant. You did it. You ran your race. You were confident in him and his work in you and faithful to the journey that he set in front of you. Well, thank you, Lucas, for your time. I just want to thank everybody out there for uh, listening in uh, to our podcast. And we really want to get some feedback from you guys. So if y'all have any questions that you would like for us to discuss on a podcast, we are we would love to hear from you. Just email us at info at mycoastalchurch.com.